Welcome to the Podcasting Tech Coach Podcast. Every episode will give you a tip, a trick, or a technique to make your podcast the best it can be. Here's your host, Mike Dell, the Podcasting Tech Coach. And good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever the case may be. This is Mike Dell, and this is the Podcasting Tech Coach Show. Rebooted. It's been a while since I've done an episode, but we're going to start this now weekly. On Fridays, the show's show release, if everything works out the way I want it to. In case you don't know who I am, I've been podcasting since the beginning of time. Well, not really. <laughs> since early 2005. I started out with the Benzoid Report and uh, then switched that over to Mike Dell's World. And of course, I've done other podcasts uh, that have come and gone since. But uh, nowadays, I'm going to be podcasting about podcasting. And, of course, the uh, Mike Dell's World show is still available over at MikeDell.com. I do that whenever I feel like it. But uh, I want to get back into a more regimented thing. And I've got lots to to share with you about how to set up and run your podcast website and about how to uh, record podcasts uh, tonight uh, or today, this morning. However, whatever time it is for you, we're going to go into what iTunes is. And how it works. Uh, a lot of people assume things about iTunes, and uh, I'm going to uh, clear it up, hopefully. But first, got a couple of news items here, actually three of them, I guess, uh, all sort of podcast-related. Uh, GarageBand 10, that's the new uh, updated uh, recording software that Apple actually made free if you buy a new Macintosh. And also there's an iPad and iOS version. Uh, they came out with the, their version 10, and it's completely taken out anything to do with enhanced podcasting. And I don't know if you know what enhanced podcasting is. That's kind of a, a thing that Apple invented a while back that worked with their iPods and and then uh, later on iPhones and iPads and whatever, but it was a, a particular file that played in a, a video file. It was an audio podcast, but it played in a, a video player. And what it would do is it allowed you to put your uh, put artwork up at certain intervals. You could you could set you know like okay six minutes in I'm going to be talking about this. We'll put up a picture of whatever I'm talking about and. All that, well, that kind of required everybody to stare at their uh, device or their computer. I guess it worked in some uh, players on the computer, like maybe the iTunes app, which, like I said, we're going to get into today. But anyway, they uh, have gotten rid of that feature in GarageBand. Now, GarageBand's still a, a good program. I wouldn't say it's the best, but it's a good program for recording your podcast. And they still have all the uh, filters and tracking and, you know, all the all the geeky stuff that it had before. It just doesn't have those enhanced podcasting features. And, you know, I think they kind of came to the conclusion that the enhanced podcasts were more trouble than they were worth. And most users didn't really use the feature much. Uh, like I said, whenever I got an enhanced podcast... Uh, Used to be one I listened to all the time that he put it out in an enhanced version, and I did download that one. But 
almost never did I look at the uh, artwork while it was playing. Usually I was taking a walk or driving the car or mowing the lawn or whatever and, you know, wasn't in a position to stare at my device. So and I think Apple finally came to that conclusion by stripping that out. And I think it also had something to do with, since they have a version for iOS and they have a version for, uh, you know, the Macintosh, they want to make those more alike, and the version for iOS didn't have that in there to begin with. So, anyway, so so much for enhanced podcasting, at least through the newest version of GarageBand. There, I'm sure there's other programs out there that have or will support that if there are people that are interested. Here's one that kind of struck me as funny. It's over on uh, eContentMag.com. Uh, the headline really got me, and then the story actually sort of got me. Uh, it says, Will Frank Zappa Save Podcasting? Of course, you know Frank Zappa from The Mothers of Invention. was real popular in the 60s and 70s. Uh, he passed away oh, at least 10 years ago, or maybe more. But uh, anyway, it sounds like, according to Mark Murren, that... Uh, Frank Zappa might have come up with podcasting before the patent trolls over at Personal Audio did. Uh, Mark Marin uh, has the uh, WTF podcast, and he uh, interviewed Moon Zappa, otherwise known as Moon Unit Zappa, which is her real name, Frank's daughter. She was the Valley Girl from Frank's Valley Girls song. But anyway, it says that a fan reading Frank's autobiography found where Frank figured out a way to distribute content via phone lines. And hopefully this will just be another example of prior art that could be used against uh, these patent trolls and the lawsuits that they're putting out. I guess they've sued uh, several large podcast uh, outfits such as uh, uh, Mark Marin and uh, uh, I don't know who all... I'm trying to think. <laughs> it's been so long since I podcasted, I'm not uh, thinking on my feet while talking as well as I used to. But uh, it's another tip for you uh, aspiring podcasters. Podcast regularly. So anyway, hopefully uh, that'll help with these patent troll lawsuits and you know where they can prove prior art and uh, they can tell personal audio to uh, stick their patent uh, elsewhere guess would be the nice way of putting it. And the last thing, uh, as of uh, this recording, uh, the ninth Annual People's Choice Podcast Awards voting ends uh, actually at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on uh, Friday the 15th of November. And uh, so I guess I don't know why I did that other than to say congrats to those shows nominated. And, of course, I'll be watching the awards presentation at the New Media Expo in Las Vegas. It'll be on Sunday, January 5th in uh, 2014. Uh, to check out who was nominated, you can go check it out at uh, podcastawards.com. A few of my favorites were nominated, but I won't uh, tip my hand and, and tell you who I voted for. So let's get to the meat of the episode. Uh, we're talking about iTunes. and What is iTunes really? iTunes is an application that people have on their Macintosh and Windows PCs. And it's also uh, a store 
where Apple sells you music, movies, TV shows, apps for your iThingies. Uh, for our purposes, it's main. It's one of the main ways. It sounds like I'm reading, doesn't it? For our purposes, it's one of the main ways people still use and find and listen to podcasts. It's not the only way. It's not even the most used way anymore. Other apps have come along. Uh, Apple even has their own podcast app. Uh, Stitcher Radio, which kind of works different than a podcatcher. We'll get into that in future episodes. But there's lots of uh, iOS and Android apps that people use to download podcasts. Uh, of course, there's just the simple go to the web page and hit the play button. But uh, iTunes is a pretty important place to be. Uh, and one thing I, I want you to be sure to understand about iTunes, it is not a place to, quote, upload my podcast, unquote. It's not a feed. It doesn't generate a feed. There is no such thing as an iTunes feed. I repeat, there is no such thing as an iTunes feed. Say that over and over and over again. I don't know how many clients email me and say, I uploaded my podcast to my iTunes feed. No, you didn't. You do not upload anything to iTunes. Just And there is no such thing as an iTunes feed. There is an iTunes compatible feed. And that's what you know our goal is to make our feeds iTunes compatible because iTunes compatible is podcast compatible. You know, there are some standards, there's some tags that uh, go in there, and, and that's what, uh, you know, we, we strive for. And in past episodes, which are over a year old but still relevant, uh, you actually go through uh, how to set up your feed to be iTunes compatible. But that is not an iTunes feed. The little uh, thing they send you in the mail when you, or in the email, when you get your podcast approved to be on the uh, Apple iTunes podcast store. I guess it'd be just the iTunes store podcasting section. But anyway, that little URL that they give you uh, is your iTunes listing URL. And the little numbers at the end are, you know, what you use to identify your podcast listing versus somebody else's podcast listing. And it's a very important number, and you should keep that email. But for uh, podcasting, iTunes works, you know, like a podcatcher. Uh, there's two parts to it. First part is your show's listing, which I explained. It's kind of like a web page inside the iTunes store. And in fact, they have a web page for every show. Also, that's the little link they send you. And this is good for SEO and the listing web page for your show looks just like the listing page inside the store. That's kind of the same thing. And really when one updates, the other updates. And your show will be listed in iTunes after you've submitted your feed to iTunes and they've approved it. And to get to this, get to this point, you have to have at least one episode in your feed already. And you must have your media hosted on a server that'll deliver your media properly. And I could go into all the geeky stuff about how that is work, you know, how that works with a server. Suffice it to say, you got to have a decent media hosting account or at least a really good web hosting account. I 
So we'll go into depth on media hosting on another show. But you must tell them whether or not your show is explicit content in it. That's another very important one. They will not approve a show that has no explicit tag. And they listen to it, and the F-bomb is every three words. They will list the F-bomb podcast if you tell them, but you have to tell them. So when you set up your feed, make sure that if you're going to cuss on your podcast, set this explicit tag. Now, you know, the occasional slip of a four-letter word in your podcast is probably not going to get you kicked off iTunes, and there's probably no reason to throw the explicit tag in there, but... You know, if you're going to do it on a somewhat regular basis, make sure you tag your feet explicit. It doesn't hurt you any in, in uh, getting people to listen to it. I mean, I guess there may be a few people that won't, but, you know, if you do cuss, you might as well let everybody know. So once you're approved, you'll get your iTunes listing. And uh, make sure you save that link that they give you. You know, that's to the web page version of it. They'll also be in the store and... Very similar looking page, as I said. And the other part of iTunes for podcasting is the iTunes app for Windows and Mac. I'm not talking about the iOS podcast app. That's also important, but it's it's different than the listing part. The iTunes application that runs on a computer is the other half of it. And the hardest thing for people to understand is what is listed in your iTunes listing isn't necessarily the same as what people will get in their app. What do I mean by that? So if you upload, say say I upload this episode today at noon, and then go to iTunes to my listing, either the store or the listing webpage, it might show the episode I put out eight months ago as the most recent not the one that I just uploaded. This is because the iTunes app and the podcast iOS app, for that matter, are directly subscribed to your feed, not to your listing. And your listing is also tied to your feed, but the confusing part is is Apple updates your listing at a much slower rate than the iTunes application running on everybody's local computer or phone you know, that checks the feed, you know, every hour or every few hours or whatever they've got it set to, where the iTunes store listing might check it every three days. So it could sit there for three days without your latest episode being listed on iTunes. But everybody that has subscribed to your podcast will have gotten your new episode. So that's that's the part I wanted to get at. You know, don't panic if you upload your episode, your latest, greatest episode, and iTunes, your listing in iTunes doesn't show it. Go to your iTunes application on your phone or on your uh, iTunes, the, the podcast application, or to your iTunes program on your computer and, you know, see if it came in there. And nine times out of ten it will. That is, unless you use something like FeedBurner, where you got to wait for it to update before iTunes will update. And that's a whole other can of worms I've gone into in the past, and we'll probably rant about in the future as well. So let's, uh, yeah, just basically in a nutshell, the iTunes application on your computer is just basically a podcatcher. The iTunes store listing 
is just a listing of what's in your feed as it was the last time Apple updated its listing by hitting your feed. Now, iTunes is very important to most podcast producers. It's not the be-all, end-all, but it's worth knowing how it works, and it's worth having your show listed there. One of the, you know, today, in fact, I had a client that had just that problem. Uh, his feed had stopped updating for some reason or went down for some reason long enough to where Apple took all his episodes off the listing. We got his feed going, and instantly, you know, all his episodes showed back up if you subscribe to it. But his iTunes listing, his store listing, is still... Showing empty. Now, that's not great, but at least all his subscribers will have gotten the new content, and you know all is well at least with the new list or with the uh, existing listeners. And when I say listeners, by the way, and this is this is going to go forever, and I, I'll probably say this disclaimer enough times, but when I say listeners, I also mean viewers for video podcasts. That's a whole another subject. Maybe I'll do an editorial. Uh, podcast about uh, the new media space and how uh, you know video podcasting is of limited value compared to say a good uh, YouTube channel but it's like I said a whole nother bag of worms but when I say listeners that also counts for video podcasting and and viewers so that's iTunes in a nutshell. If you have any questions, feel free to email me or, or hit the little uh, send a voicemail thing on the uh, podcastingtechcoach.com website and send me a little voice feedback. I, I'd like to uh, get some Q&A going. Uh, this, like I said, being the reboot, I, I didn't have any uh, questions yet, but uh, that'll come with time. And uh, I will put a little question and answer section at the end at some point uh, soon. So next week, I'm going to talk about all the other places your listeners can find and download your shows. You know, where else to list your podcast and uh, how some of those work and how some of them don't. <laughs> anyway, the show is brought to you by me. I'd like to be your podcasting tech coach for all the technical things that make your podcast work. You want to concentrate on the content and not worry about these geeky things we talk about, contact me and I can get you set up and running. I'll set up and train you how to post your shows the easiest way possible and still own your own brand or I'll handle it all for you. Check out my site there at podcastingtechcoach.com. Show is also brought to you by blueberry.com for podcast media hosting, podcast directory, ad deals, and, of course, the makers of PowerPress, the best plug-in for adding podcasting to WordPress. Blueberry.com is the digital media interface for everyone. Consumers, find great content and create a single RSS feed for all your favorite shows. Creators, post your show and get comprehensive stats and easy-to-read reports. Advertisers, access new markets via hundreds of available content channels that reach across all demographics. The Blueberry Network, online at BlueberryNoEase.com. And a little disclaimer, I uh, also work with Blueberry and Raw Voice, the parent company of Blueberry. But uh, I don't want to make this a big commercial for Blueberry. 
or raw voice. And we, of course, we'll be talking about, uh, about competitors to blueberry and, uh, all, all sorts of things I'll be talking about. I should say, well, we could be talking about it if you'd send me a voicemail or, or, uh, an email. Of course you can email me at Mike at Mike com. Yeah, I'm not going to go with the, uh, at podcasting tech uh, although I think I have that set up, but, uh, just Mike at Mike That seems to be where all my email ends up anyway. So it's better chance that I will find it there. Uh, when you do do that, uh, make sure you put, uh, feedback or, you know, something to let me know it's for this show in the uh, subject line and I'll do my best to, uh, get back to you about that. So, uh, I guess we're coming up on uh, 20 or so minutes here, uh, 21 minutes, I guess. I guess that's good enough for uh, the initial reboot podcast. I've got a lot of other subjects in the works. And like I said, your questions will also help me uh, determine where I should uh, point the direction of the show. Because this show is more for you than it is for me. And I'd like to make sure it's useful for you. Thanks for carving out a few minutes in your day. And I will catch you next week. Thanks for listening to the Podcasting Tech Coach podcast. If you have a question to be answered on the show, then click on the Leave a Voice Comment tab on the website at podcastingtechcoach.com or you can email your questions to mike at mikedell.com.